0: You're listening to that park life podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats. They're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. Hello everybody and welcome back to that Park Life oh, Podcast. We're quick today, We I are guess. quick, yes.
1: <laughs> In other words, Greg's not here for your crap. Not here for your crap today. <laughs> He's ready to get this done. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Yes,
0: we are now officially on episode 201. So thank you, everybody, yeah. for helping us celebrate two hundos. No because one says technically,
1: that. Technically, technically, we're in a new season, if you will. We were talking about that at one point, yeah, doing seasons. I don't even like, know what, what that season means. are we in? I guess we'll do it by the year. So we're in season four. Five? Uh,
0: technically, our f- our fourth anniversary is in like two weeks. We launched okay. uh, at the very very beginning of February. In 2019, yeah. believe it or not. So we're coming up on four years and a 200-ish episode. So it's been a while.
1: Yeah. We really, we've been doing this for a while now. Thanks, everybody, for all the shout outs and the love and the, like, lovely comments. Mm-hmm. We just, we really appreciate everybody, Um, you know, made us feel real loved. Made us feel, all made me feel at least all the warm and, the warm and fuzzies, if you will. Warm and tingly. You really like us anyway um listen we have some things i want to hear about you did some some festival of the arts you did some farts things and ate some food i wanted to know about merch we kind of talked a little bit about that but like tell us the cold hard truth about that so what you got
0: so i did go to the opening day of the international festival of the arts aka farts Farts. and we or we lucked out and I lucked out because it didn't rain. It was supposed to rain all like all day, and then it, I mean it didn't mm-hmm. rain in the morning. But by the time I got there, it cleared up. It went up being a beautiful day. There was cloud cover. It was breezy. It was great. So I was very happy about that. Um, I I didn't get a whole lot to eat from mm. the festival anyway, and it's not because I didn't necessarily like the way anything sounded. I just um, it was crowded, and yeah. some of those lines were long. So I I didn't really get too involved in some things, but. The, the first dish that I got of the day was actually from um, one of the booths, and it was called the Booth. Tropic. So this was at the Modern or Modern. Yeah. It's Modern. It's uh, right next to Test Track. It's where they have like the, the French okay. fry flights or the donut box, like that area for different festivals.
1: You had me at French fry. Yes.
0: So anyway, it was really good. Um, it was, I, I don't I'm going to mispronounce some of these things. Everybody okay? Oh, don't, I can't wait to hear them. Don't come for me. <laughs> Um it's Lilicoi mousse. L-i-koy? lilikoi, L I L I K O I. lilikoi.
1: Lilikoi is how L-i-koy. I'd pronounce it. Lilicoi,
0: okay. Lilikoi mousse. Um not koi. La la koi. Or it's
1: probably like Lilica. K-pain. It's probably like Liliqua.
0: <laughs> um that kind of mousse. Guava cake, coconut creme, cream, right? Coconut cream. Compressed pineapple and mango gel. And it was really okay. good. Like it was light and refreshing. Good. Yeah, it was something that I was looking forward to because I just didn't want.
1: Was it more than two bites?
0: Yeah. There's a lot. It took okay. me a couple minutes to eat.
1: I feel like that's my new criteria. If it's more if it's not more than two bites, I'm not gonna buy okay. it. It's
0: five dollars. And don't get me <laughs> wrong, it's mostly fruit. Wait, did you hear that sound?
1: Yeah. yeah, what was that? That's
0: my app telling me to drink water. I'm trying to drink more water, oh. everybody. I don't know how to turn the sound off. So it makes They're this like, little you like drag, girl. <laughs> it just makes the sound. Okay. So That was the one thing that I had from the festival, and Mm -hmm. I did have lunch over at Connections Eatery. I got my Mm -hmm. uh, salad that is so good, the the General So Chicken Salad. It's just so, so, so so good. good. It is so filling. It's wild how filling it is. It's so good. Good But your gentle reminder, everybody, that uh, in addition to our Farts shirt, which may be too much of a a commitment for you all, and I totally get that, we do have one one farts pin left and this is usually where i hold it up to the camera <gasps> for beth to see be, there yeah, it is in the back. Yeah, we only have one person? left and they are there was only like not a whole lot of them made so um you can get your hands on the probably get the last it. of this season's allotment of the farts yeah. pin
1: nobody claims it uh it's probably gonna be mine because i didn't get one yet
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did also ask about merch and a yes. whole slew of merchandise for the Festival of the Arts. I didn't I didn't get anything. I was. I. I tried to behave this time around because I found in the past that I'm, you know, always clamoring to get something, usually a pin or something small. And I was like, well, yeah. I don't need to keep collecting things. And I'm not necessarily a big fan of figment. That is not to say that I dislike figment in any way, but that's like oh, not a go-to figment. character. If it were anything else, I wouldn't buy it if it had figment on it, right? Yeah. So why would I get it just because it says Festival of the Arts on it? Whereas like the i'm looking at my pin board here and i have one from i think last year it might have been the year before that where it's mickey on there so like that's kind of more more what i would like out of a fart spin. everybody in case yeah. you're
1: wondering it's more your speed yes
0: so anyway um i didn't get anything but there are some cool and honestly i thought i did think there were some cool items i mean the spare jersey is always nice the nice thing about the farts festival is how colorful everything always is yes it's my and favorite some of the artwork at some of the booths Around mm-hmm. world showcase are awesome. There, I, I took photos of them and posted them to our story on Instagram at that Parklife podcast. It was the Epcot art that had a, it was like a lot of Spaceship Earth stuff. They were just were like yeah. just awesome. I are probably should the, have gone and bought those.
1: Are they doing the paint by numbers thing again? They
0: are. They are doing okay. the the paint by numbers. I didn't participate in that because again that line was long. I think it'll calm down. I mean, it was opening day. Yeah. And uh, I just didn't get to do it, but I've done it in the past. Because they basically
1: just replace them, right? Like when the when they get full they'll just like start a new one yeah
0: i don't i don't know how many they have over the season i don't remember last year if they filled up the one or not because was pretty big but again i don't i don't okay. fully remember
1: okay listen um let's talk about magical mashup because we have a winner don't we
0: we do so
1: was it only one person that only figured it one all out? person
0: successfully <sighs> guessed all six attractions in the magical mashup S- Sound clip. So I will um, tell you the attractions and then I'll play it one more time. So you can like have that resolution out there. Right. I want any cliffhangers for everybody. So our winner was Amanda. Congratulations. Amanda. So she correctly (sighs) guessed Under the Sea, Living with the Land, Mickey's Mm -hmm. Fill Her Magic, Tower Mm -hmm. of Terror, It's Tough to Be a Bug, And maybe it's a coincidence. Muppet Vision 3D. Okay. So those are the six attractions. See if you can actually hear them now that you know what the answers are.
1: friendly machine will now generate the first living 3d effect and the plants help keep
0: the water and the plants help keep the water. i thought
1: for sure we'd have more people that guessed all six but
0: a lot of people who guessed had maybe four out of the six correct
1: interesting okay yes. i think good. we'll I have to
0: i think the tough to be a bug one was uh was one of the hang-ups yeah and uh i think also the Muppet that is vision. probably one that would have mm.
1: like stop me up.
0: I think most heard the Tower of Terror and the, and the uh, Little Mermaid. Tower of Terror. So congratulations Amanda. You're gift the winner card. of a 15, that's one five, $15 Disney gift card. Um, feel free to reach out and we'll send it your way.
1: Yeah, and thank you. We didn't have to go up to $16. Yes. would <laughs> have
0: broke the bank on that one. Thank you for yep. that. Fun episode this week. We're going to be doing a deep dive on an attraction and that is mm-hmm. Muppet Vision 3D. And mm-hmm. then we also want to catch up on what was ultimately like the most news that's been dropped by Disney in one day, I think, yeah. other than on D23 events. Um, and we'll go through some of those things. And it might not be news to you because it's been a week and maybe it is news to you. But I do want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into some of those things because I think it's important to also give some context to some headlines and also talk about how it might change your park experience over the next couple of months.
1: Yeah sure
0: and next week you will not hear an episode from us because your boy will be in disneyland and i'm super excited about
1: it yes
0: so we'll we'll be rolling out
1: the red carpet
0: i hope so we'll be there for a week and we're super excited so feel free to stay tuned to our instagram account you know that i'm going to be posting a bunch of things i went to disneyland around this time last year as well and then when i get back we'll do an episode on greg's disneyland adventures so we can talk more about that (laughs)
1: Are we ready to jump into our Attraction Deep Dive Muppet Vision 3D? Three, I feel like you
0: have to say it that way because that's how I hear Three Kermit day. saying it. Or Pazi <laughs> yeah. or whoever says it like that. 3D. So we'll talk about what Disney says about the attraction, talk about its construction, some statistics, how did it come to be. We'll talk about how it changed over the years and then some fun facts, facts yeah. with a Z, facts um, about Muppet Vision 3D.
1: Yeah, this one actually has um, some backstory that I didn't know. Mm. I know we had talked about some stuff before. There are some things that I did know, but there's some other things that I did not know. So excited to share it with you today. Yeah. Do you want me to start with what Disney says? Of course. Okay. Take your seat in a perfect replica of the Muppet Theater from the classic television series, The Muppet Show. As the curtain Rises, Kermit, Miss Piggy, and the whole Muppets menagerie appear in eye-popping 3D. 3D. They're taking you on a zany tour of their lab and showing off their new movie-making invention, Muppet Vision 3D. Things go haywire when Dr. Brunson, Honeydew, and Beaker set a disastrous string of events in motion. Be prepared for surprises. With on-screen musical numbers and live in-theater special effects, it's a show kids of all ages will love and guaranteed to bring down the house. Guaranteed? Bring down the house. See what they did
0: there? If you know, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Guaranteed to bring down the house.
0: I like that it mentions eye-popping 3D. I'm just yes. picturing everyone like with their eyes <laughs> bugging out the whole time.
1: It's actually 4D, but you <gasps> My know, whatever. Gosh. So
0: we'll start with the show itself. It is an attraction that incorporates 3D film in conjunction with in-theater quote 4D effects, right? That's when like right. effects are brought to you, such as audio animatronics, some lighting effects, projections, smoke, soap bubbles. And a live performer, which I you know, yeah. I think by now maybe you've seen this attraction. If not, I don't want to spoil it, but you have an actual real life thing happening. It does make there.
1: you kind of take your glasses off and be like, wait, is that for real though? Yes. Oh, it is. Yes. Like it's a real thing. Okay, cool. That's like the main thing that I remember about yes. that. Um But yeah, so we talk about kind of the backstory here. Yeah. So there's a little drama involved, but uh in 1989 negotiation nego- I cannot like say S words today for some reason. <laughs> Um, 1989 is when negotiations started between Jim Henson and Disney. Um, this was between him and CEO, Michael Eisner, you know, the devil. Anyway, no, not um, the devil. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's just funny because everything you see is like Michael Eisner. He was terrible. <laughs> um, but anyways, 1989, Jim was interested in selling so that he could focus more on the creative side of the company and that he didn't want to worry about running the business. But um, as part of that agreement, Disney would have become the owner of Mupp- the Muppet franchise. And then Jim Henson would have joined the company in numerous roles. So their idea was after acquiring the Muppets, they had planned on integrating them into their theme parks. And um, in Disney MGM studios, Imagineers actually began to work on plans for Muppet movie land. Mm. This is what I did not know. Muppet movie land, this new area of the park, it would have featured two main attractions. So it would be, um, I w- I'm like, I can't, bl- I, so wish that this was a thing That's yes. the great muppet movie ride which would have been a parody of the great movie ride um which we all know and love can you but, imagine
0: if a park had I, a parody God. ride of its own parks attraction seriously
1: a genius is yes. what it is and i'm so mad that that's not a thing but <laughs> um the plot for the 3d muppet film came about during brainstorming they had meetings between wdi and the henson team and um writer bill is it i don't know i think say it's pretty I would Brady. say Prady. Yeah. He was tasked with writing the plot, which initially focused on new newly crea- the newly created Muppet Bean, Bean Bunny, who we all love. Um although Henson wanted to promote the new character, imagineers were like, Hey, like people are probably gonna respond more to the characters that they know well. So, um there was a quote here, according to show producer Mark Eades. Eads? Eads I don't know, I think. So everyone has this name and it's like It could be said like two ways. It's not like Smith, you know. (laughs) It's Um, Smythe. Smythe, yeah. (laughs) Um, He is saying, quote, Jim was very involved with the project. He was genuinely interested in doing theme park attractions. I think Jim liked that it would be something people could see for a long time in an environment like a Disney theme park. I think he also liked doing something new, unique, and groundbreaking.
0: However, that deal... Did not happen. Mm
1: -hmm. So after all that talk,
0: um, that that particular deal didn't go through. But the Henson Company and Disney continued to work together in 1990. That year, Disney distributed a couple of um, Muppet films, like uh, The Muppet's Christmas Carol and Muppet Treasure Island. That was also the year that they filmed Muppet Vision 3D at Walt Disney Mm -hmm. Studios in Burbank, California. And the Miss Piggy sequence, fun fact, was the first scene to be shot. The way that she sits is always looks always looks so uncomfortable to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, but it's so good. Um, and yeah, as we said, like it was directed by Jim Henson. It was written by Bill Prady. We're gonna say Prady. It's probably it's probably Prady, Prady. but whatever. I don't know. Um, you may or may not have heard his name, but he's worked on some other things. So he de- worked on the animated version of Fraggle Rock. Who doesn't love Fraggle Rock? I actually, posted a, a Fraggle Rock theme song uh, a few days ago. Mm. Uh, Gilmore Girls. Oh,
0: where you lead, I will follow.
1: Yes. The Big Bang Theory, and most importantly, Epcot's Honey, I Shrunk the Audience show.
0: I just think that's cool. This dude who you probably have seen his name in the credits of Big Bang Theory, right? Because right? that's where his, he co-created that show as well as wrote for it. So you probably saw his name a bunch. But that dude also wrote the show Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. I feel like those mm-hmm. are two worlds that I didn't think would collide at any point in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, Jim Henson passed away in May of 1990, and at that point, no official deal with Disney was made to officially own Jim Henson Productions and The Muppets. However, after Henson's death, um, collaborator Frank Oz took over directing duties on Muppets 3D. With negotiations between Disney and the Henson estate breaking down, the Henson family asked everyone working on the film on their side to stop according to that mark dude whose name last name we think is (laughs) eads Eads. according to mark eads disney imagineering then had to complete the film alone quote we had to finish the film including all of the waldo cgi more on waldo in a moment much of which was added as a result of the new stuff without them including all the performers we had already done the looping so we had all the dialogue it's fascinating
1: yeah so it's interesting because there are yeah, wasn't really a deal. It sounded like Henson was really the one that, you know, was the one dealing with Disney. And so after his death, I don't just think kind of fell apart. other people really wanted it to happen. So it just like hadn't happened by then. Mm-hmm. But um, on May 19th, 1991, a confidential settlement was reached between the two parties. As part of the agreement, Disney was going to be allowed to continue developing Muppet 3D, their, their attraction. And then they were also given merchandising rights for 18 months. Another fun fact here is like Henson's son Brian, he felt that releasing the Muppet 3D film would be a fitting tribute to his father. Although in the end, the Muppets would come to Disney MGM Studios. The plans for integration were drastically cut back. So obviously, the Muppet movie ride never happened. Which, gosh, that would be incredible mm-hmm. if it still did. Um, and they um, they instead like went ahead and constructed the 3D theater. And just like a Muppet area surrounding it. So that was kind of all that we got, even mm. though there was more projected in that. But the attraction finally opened on May 16th, 1991, which um, like kind of bittersweet. It was exactly one year after Jim Henson passed. He passed May 16th of 1990. Um, so it was kind of like a way to celebrate him. Mm. I thought that was kind of cool.
0: The name of the theater that shows Muppet Vision 3D is Grand Arts Theater. In case you're wondering, it has a name. And it can handle 564 guests per show, which I feel like is quite a bit of people if you think about it. The show is 15 minutes long. And this next little bit, I'm a little nerding out about because <laughs> you may have heard of the name Waldo, right? We mentioned it before. That is the animated character in in this film. But he has a full name. And it is Waldo C. Graphic. We assume the C is for computer because, mm. you know, he is computer animated Um, Waldo C. Graphic was the world's first computer-generated Muppet. So not the first Mm -hmm. computer-generated character, but the first computer-generated Muppet. But did you know this character originally debuted on the Jim Henson Hour show in 1989? So you may just know Waldo from Muppet Vision 3D, but he actually existed somewhere else. Jim worked with a motion capture glove that basically he created that he'd used to remotely control a puppet, that glove was named Waldo. So they would say things like, oh, I was working with a Waldo today. And eventually, of course, that became the name of the character in the show. In that show, the Jim Henson Hour, when he's talking about it, um, Waldo was shown to be a shapeshifter. And if you've seen Muppet Vision 3D, then you know he also appears as other objects and characters, including a taxi cab, a bullseye, lots of other things, and Mickey Mouse more on that i think a little bit later waldo wasn't a more on that later <laughs> yes waldo wasn't a particularly well-rounded character on that show but jim was passionate about it jim again heavily involved in this project before he passed away and this was basically supposed to be the starting point for the waldo character mm-hmm. so we get waldo front and center in this attraction along with bean bunny who also mm-hmm. um was was new for this but you'll notice Waldo has not appeared in another Muppets project since then. You could probably assume that after Jim Henson passed away, no one else was around to keep Waldo in the mix. And I do have a little bit of sound here. So this is going back to that show, the Jim Henson Hour, where he's talking about the Waldo Glove. There's another character you're going to hear in the sound clip. It's a dog. I don't know if there's a dog talking, but it's the Muppets. So like Mm. most things were anthropomorphized. So they were talking, right?
1: picturing the dog that it might be.
0: It kind of looks like the dog from um, Carousel of Progress. But anyway, (laughs) so this is uh, Jim Henson talking about Waldo, but listen to how Jim Henson... uh, this is not something I knew. I don't know much about Jim Henson, but listen to his voice, his regular speaking voice, and how much mm. it sounds like Kermit the Frog, because Jim Henson <laughs> was the voice of Kermit the yeah. Frog. So here's a little bit of Jim Henson talking about Waldo, and again, this was before Muppet Vision 3D. So, Jojo, do you recall seeing one of these before? Sure. That's the electronic mitten thing you use to run the radio controlled puppets like the Doozers. Well, it's a version of it. But in this case, what we're doing is we're using it to create the picture of Waldo on
1: the computer screen over there. But now normally, uh, Steve Whitmire, one of our chief puppeteers, is operating this guy. But I'll just do it to demonstrate it.
0: That's Kermit the Frog. That's all I can hear.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: It's so wild.
1: One or two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You can't, like, unhear it at that point.
0: And one last note about Waldo. At that time... A two minute segment of Waldo took a hundred and twenty hours of video rendering in order to get Waldo in there. That's two minutes of of content that took a right. hundred and twenty hours to do.
1: I guess think about how much he's in that show. Yes. For that like particular thing. It's wild. Um I mean also included in that they there was a ton of gags and puns in the queue too. Um this was like before the show in the pre-show area mm-hmm. and the exit. And uh, you want to talk about some examples?
0: I do. Listen, I yeah. love a good pun. Okay. So I was nerding out, <laughs> compiling doesn't? a list of puns. This is not a, a, a like an exhaustive list of puns or sight gags in the queue, the pre-show area, or even after you leave the attraction. But here's some things that I wanted to point out to you. So after passing through the turnstile, as you like enter the building of the attraction, to the left is a Muppet Vision 3D World Headquarters Directory Bulletin Board. The thing that you would see if you go into like an office park and it'll tell you like mm-hmm. which business is on which floor so you know like where to go. Yeah. It contains a slew of puns. Here are a few. They list a business called the Institute of Heckling and Browbeating, Statler and Waldorf, Curmudgeons mm-hmm. in Chief. <laughs> they also fake advertise the Cute, Cuddly, and A.W. Shucks Attorneys, as in Ah shucks. And mm-hmm. it says Bean Bunny. And then next to that it says Your Pal too sweet for you. So instead of giving like a sweet number, they play yeah. on the words of it being he's too sweet for you. And then randomly at the bottom of that, it has the soup of the day like it's a menu board. And then it says this the soup of the day is split pea, which I'm trying to figure out maybe why they did that. Although part of the storyline for the attraction is how bean runs away i don't know if that's like what the split yeah. is don't know but anyway maybe the quote soup of the day is split pea, and it says some prices for different serving size so a cup is two dollars and 95 cents a bowl is a dollar 50 which is already <laughs> backwards and then it says no soup is three dollars and 95 cents <laughs> so again just some things to like pay attention to um yeah. while you're going in there is a net hanging from the ceiling in the pre-show area that contains some red and green squares. It's labeled "A net full of Jello," "A net full of cello, "A net full, of Jello. A net full of Jello. Mm-hmm. It's a pun on the name, "Annette Funicello, who maybe you don't know. This is like going back. Some of our some of our elder listeners right now are like, "I know who that is."
1: <laughs> our elder um, millennials. <laughs> a
0: famous mouseketeer back in the day. What's a mouseketeer? You may ask. Well, in the the Mickey Mouse Club, there were real gather you know, round children. Yes, so <laughs> Annette was one of them. And uh, also mentioned in a song in Greece. But anyway, um, Annette Funicello is the joke there with Annette full of jello. Not a coincidence. At the front of the pre show area, there is a box of flattened fruit labeled 2D Fruities. So 2D as in two dimensional, but it's a plan like 2D Fruity. Mm -hmm. Silly. Unnecessary, right? This whole, by the way, all of this is unnecessary. (laughs) Is that your little little Richard? Is that little Richard? Yes. Little Little Richard Richard impersonation. Ah. Next to the box of 2D Fruity Fruit, is a box from the, quote, Scientific Doohickey Company of Newark, New Jersey. Its contents are, quote, thingamabobs, whatzits, doodads, widgets, and assorted f- folderol. I think that's how you say folderol. that. I had to okay. Google what the word folderol, folderol, and I think I'm pronouncing it is. It just means trivial or nonsensical items. So thus, yep. the Scientific Doohickey Company. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite ones, not just because it mentions a uh, place that I'm basically from. Also in the pre-show area is a box that says Long Island Sound and seafood supplier, everything from hearing to herring, And that's the best. <laughs> I don't I don't know if they can top that in terms of puns. I'm not yeah. going to explain it to you right. other than to say the Long Island Sound is a body of water. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is in there? Inside the movie theater itself. So we're past the queue, we're past the pre-show. And again, these are just highlights. There's like a bunch of stuff you could... You could see specifically all the list of what um, Miss Piggy has packed, all of her evening gown. There's, again, there's like stuff everywhere. But once Mm -hmm. you're in the theater, the movie projector has a label on it. And the label on that projector is, quote, yell and howl. This is a reference to, apparently, a once very famous projector company called Bell and Howl. Mm -hmm. So I went from Bell and Howl to yell and howl, which is really how...
1: Like some of these puns, you really need like a history lesson yes, to actually to get understand it, and get it. Right.
0: <laughs> but of course, the end of the show ends. That's redundant. The end of the show includes some yelling and howling. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a coincidence. Probably not. And after you exit this theater, the Grand Arts Theater, there is a poster of Rizzo the Rat advertising the Ricky Rat Show, which I guess because you know, they used to be the Ricky Lake show, right? It was a yeah, talk Ricky show. Yeah, Ricky Lake. This, though, was the Ricky Rat Show, and it included this line on it. Ricky sings all-time favorites like, The Pest is Yet to Come, Rats Entertainment, and When a Man Loves a Vermin. These are all, like, it's just so silly, right? So this is what's going on. Unless it
1: was like a Rat Pack thing. Like, unless it was like a Rat Pack show. I don't know. I don't know. Because the Rat Pack, you like, they are all singers. Yes. Who knows? And
0: that's that's one of several posters There's you'll this, see advertising yeah. or spoofing and um, just all around. It's, it's a so lot to take There's stuff in
1: this room to mm-hmm. look at, too. Um, well, let's talk about how it has changed over the years. So originally it was sponsored by Kodak, um, but now they have no sponsor. Uh, the end scene of the film includes a fire truck that breaks through the wall. And in I mean, sorry, spoiler alert, but in the early days of this attraction, a fire truck was parked outside of the exit um, just to keep some realism of that scene, it's kind of like—is uh, it fill our magic with uh, Donald Duck?
0: Yep. Yeah. you And see his like how you can go into the other Gift store
1: shot. and see, see his butt. Yeah. Um But once the uh, stage one company store was built, the fire truck was moved and then in like moved to a new spot, and they, you know, like there wasn't another place to put it, so it's not there anymore. But just there used to be one there.
0: A refurbishment took place in 2009 to update a few aspects to keep the attraction quote current. This included upgrading the film by remastering it into Disney Digital 3D. 3D! And and some spoof posters were added. So not quite like the Rizzo the Rat one. This was more about like there were some pop culture references Mm -hmm. happening in these. So one was a poster for the Pirates of the Amphibian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Another was a poster for High School Mayhem instead of High School Musical. Like the Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem band from The Muppets. Mm -hmm. Another one called Beak-E. Which I think it's it looks like it's formatted the same way that Wall E was, so I'm assuming it's beaker okay. in the po- in the poster, yeah. and then another one called <laughs> Hama Montana, which has to be Miss Piggy yes. related.
1: There's like a it, there's a poster with her as like Hannah yes. Montana, but it's Hama Montana. Out of control. Yeah. Uh, they also wanted to promote the Muppets Haunted Mansion special that um you know, debuted on Disney Plus in 2021, which if you haven't seen it, you're totally missing out. You need Excellent. to go watch it. Uh, some new items were overlaid that season. And the TV showed Muppets in frame photos like at Haunted Mansion, the Haunted Mansion style purple wallpaper with Muppet faces, um, Pepe introducing a trailer for the special, etc. Yes. So, um, and I'm like, yeah, you just need to go watch it. It's incredible if you <laughs> haven't seen it. I feel like it's one that you could watch anytime and it would be funny, not is. just during Halloween season. It is
0: best during Halloween time. So yeah. now for some fun facts yeah. about this attraction. There's a lot of fun facts about this Yeah, one. I didn't know all of these either. So its I feel like one of the benefits to doing research on these is I mm-hmm. get to learn too, and then we all get to learn together as we That's talk right. about it.
1: That's right. Um,
0: according to Disney, quote, this attraction was a unique collaboration between Jim Henson Productions and Walt Disney Imagineering including the final released film that was directed by Jim Henson and the last to feature his voice as Kermit the Frog. So the last project where Jim Henson yeah. worked on and was the voice of Kermit his, here at Muppet Vision 3D.
1: Yeah, like his legit Kermit voice. There's been some not-so-great Kermit voices yeah, over the years. Yeah,
0: unfortunately.
1: Um, one of the rare attractions... This is... Sorry. This is one of the rare attractions where 3D glasses are referred to just as 3D glasses. Um, over at it's tough to be a bug, they're called bug eyes, and then at Mickey's Villar Magic, they're called opera glasses. Yes. So they're just called 3D glasses.
0: Got some creative names across Nothing the parks, crazy. but this is I one don't of know the what few... they call
1: them at Toy Story Mania.
0: Um, well, that's the thing. It's I think they also call them 3D glasses there, mm, but okay. that's like relatively new when this attraction first came out. This that yeah. wasn't there. So some of them, some of the newer ones started to call them that, but for a while they were all themed. But at the time, it was like a big deal. Right. It was called 3D glasses. Yeah. The pre-show area contains a, we'll call it a special homage, because in the front left side is a poster of a, quote, Muppet, mm-hmm. but it's actually a Muppet representation of Jim Henson, and this version of Jim is wearing a movie camera lens around his neck. So yeah. you might not even notice it when you're there. So the next time you're in the pre-show a Muppet Vision 3D, see if you can spot the Muppetized version of Jim Henson with the yeah. movie camera lens around his neck
1: pretty cool um this next one we have a sound clip for so in the grand finale featuring sam eagles tribute to all nations but mostly america uh there includes another classic disney attraction song and we have a sound clip
0: for let's you. see if you can figure out which attraction you hear sampled in that number <laughs> at the end of the grand okay. finale of the show Did you hear it? It's a small world. After. It's a small
1: world. It's a small world after all. <laughs> Great. Now it's going to be stuck in all of your heads this you're week. you Today, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> um, following up a little bit more on the drama between mm-hmm. the Jim Henson Company and Disney, the big deal that was going on. It wasn't until 2004 that Disney officially bought rights to The Muppets from the Jim Henson Company. The deal also included rights to Bear in the the Big Blue House, but not other Henson-creator projects, as an example, Sesame Street. So it wasn't that Disney acquired the whole company. It was just rights to the Muppets and the Big Mm -hmm. Blue House. Bear in the Big Blue House. You may remember there was a Bear in the Big Blue House live on stage attraction at Disney MGM Studios at the time, but that was 1999 to 2001. So three years had passed. When this deal got reached, and they still wanted rights to the bear in the big blue, blue. Why can't I say that bear, bear in, in the, the big
1: blue? blue, blue. <laughs> that's what it sounds like I've had
0: bear in the blue blue that
1: Bear in the big blue house.
0: Bear in the big blue house. So three years had gone by, and they still wanted the rights to that bear in the big blue house. But nothing happened with it after that. There, yeah. there is no. There hasn't been another bear in the big blue house stage show that I'm aware of. Someone feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but um, haven't seen it at Walt Disney since then. So I'm not quite yeah. sure what they did with those rights other than maybe produce more TV content for it, but nothing mm-hmm. in the parks.
1: Yeah. Um, and also according to a New York Times article, um, they didn't post a price, like no price for the purchase was ever disclosed, you know, about the purchase, but Wall Street and Hollywood Analyst, they valued the deal at 100 to to $150 million. Wow. Which would make sense. So
0: compared to Pixar, it's like nothing. Yeah. Um, a couple of years after Disney purchased the rights to The Muppets, they decided to remove Jim Henson's name from the sign of the attraction. It wasn't like a sign of disrespect or a personal attack on him Hems- on Henson's name. It's just that legally it wasn't Jim Henson's Muppets anymore, and it would be like falsely representing who the Muppets belonged to, so they basically had to take jim henson off of the sign because for a while it was jim henson's muppet vision 3d right and then right. It just became muppet vision 3d
1: yeah um and then this is kind of mentioned in what we already talked about but um like sorry it, it's mentioned in what disney says about it but just as a reminder like the show's theater itself is a replica of the theater from the television series so mm. you can kind of like picture yourself watching the television series if you've ever like watched the old muppet shows yes um yeah it's a replica
0: And our last fun fact, of the day. And to wrap up our deep dive on Muppet Vision
1: 3D. 3D.
0: Did you know both Waldorf and Statler, so those are the the old gentlemen sitting up on the balcony who are ultimately my spirit animals, both Waldorf and Statler have three arms, not total, three arms each. During the show, you can see their normal two arms as they're interacting, you know, Mm -hmm. doing whatever. But at the end of the show, they duck down and pretend to surrender um, mm-hmm. during the, the end scene and while they are ducked down and surrendering they each hold up a white flag well those arms that are used to hold up the white flags are not connected to either waldorf or statler they're just a third separate arm that's there to raise the flag
1: good stuff good gimmicks and that <laughs> our friends is muppets 3d we hope you enjoy it.
0: it's been a while since we've dipped them in sauce and put them in our mouth but here we are there's
1: a lot of nugs i would say they're more like uh chicken wings at this point (laughs) um not so much nugs but yeah um yeah you want to just kind of like go back and forth i've got i'll go with the first one sure first one i got is Overnight self-parking will be complimentary for guests staying at Disney Resorts hotels. And that started on January 10th. So it's already started. Mm -hmm. That's a great change that I'm excited about seeing. I'm curious now if other hotels are going to hop on board because like Doug and I had noticed from some of our last trips that other hotels had hopped on board after Disney started charging for theirs, like parking for their hotels. So I'm curious if any of those are going to back, like go back also Um, because we thought it was kind of ridiculous that, some of the surrounding hotels that are not on Disney property started charging for parking overnight?
0: Well, here, I can't speak for everywhere around the world, but the the larger hotels already were charging for parking, and Disney was one of the few larger ones that wasn't. Mm-hmm. So when they rolled back the policy of the parking, they phrased it in their Disney article that it's, quote, the Disney difference, and that guests appreciated mm. that. So I doubt that some of the ones that were charging before Disney was doing it are going to go back. But maybe the others, it sounds like maybe some of their smaller, maybe more independent ones might. Who knows? Um, But it's a big deal. And I hope everyone realizes how big of a deal it is that Disney was charging for something and then stopped charging for the thing. Even if you don't agree that it should have been charged in the first place, just the idea that it happened and was reversed is like wild to me.
1: Like, you're probably getting charged for it anyway. Like, Mm. it's built into the, you know, the price hikes that they're doing of hotel rooms. But I don't know. It's just nicer to hear that it's free as opposed to you're having to pay for that on top of your hotel room. Yes. So, anyways.
0: So, a small thing. But for those of you that travel down with a car, you know, now you Mm -hmm. don't have to try to, like, budget that in, right? Because you're, like, calculating how much is this actually going to cost. It's just whatever the cost of the room is. Okay. Yeah. So, we've got a return date for Happy Ever After, which was the big headline, and we know that it comes back on Monday, April 3rd. It is also worth noting that Enchantment is playing right up through that, so right mm-hmm. until April 2nd. And the reason why that's a big deal is I was really kind of hoping there'd be some kind of preview for the return of Happy yeah. Ever After, whether it was for annual pass holders, DVC members, or even cast, nothing. So, the fact that they butt up against each other means no. Mm-hmm. So, that means your boy will be there on Monday, April 3rd, probably blubbering. Because, um, you know how we feel about it. We talk about it all the time. They did also announce that this version of Happily Ever After would be updated, meaning I'm sure they've got some new movie scenes in there. But they would be, according to Mr. DeMauro, they're bringing back the anthem. So we know that song's coming back. This is the
1: anthem. (laughs) Nope, not not, not that one. Not that one. one.
0: Different. uh, Right company, wrong park. So uh, this version of Happily Ever After, in addition to having new scenes, will also have projections down Main Street which is something that was new, let's say, with Enchantment, but that's Mm -hmm. carrying over, and there will be projections down Main Street for Happily Ever After. The thing about projections is, I don't really know how I feel about them down Main Street. Like, it is cool if you're there, because you feel like you're, like, in the show. Yeah. But I feel like it's cooler to be slightly closer to the castle. Closer up. So if you get, like, quote, stuck on Main Street, there's, like, a lot going on is what I'm getting at here.
1: You're getting something, I guess. Something extra.
0: A little something extra. A little something-something.
1: Yeah. Uh, The next thing that was announced was that Disney World pass holders would soon be able to visit theme parks after 2 p.m. without having to have a reservation. Mm. So um, I don't think they've actually given us a date for that yet, have Mm -mm. they? So this says says, uh, in the
0: coming months is how they phrased it. And they did also say that this would not include Magic Kingdom on Saturdays and Sundays. So basically, right right now, if you want to go to a park and you're looking at the availability calendar and it's like 3 o'clock, and it's full for annual pass holders, you'd be able to go even though it was, quote, full. So mm-hmm. whether you checked into a different park in the morning or not, you get to go to whatever park you want, still subject to blockout dates if you're a Pixie Dust pass holder. It's, a, it's weekends, you know, no weekends. Mm-hmm. So that stuff all still applies. But it's, it's a big deal. It allows for some spontaneity. So still keeping the park pass reservation system, but allowing for a little more spontaneity for pass holders. Still, no word on when there will be additional sales for the passes, right? For the annual passes. But if you have one now, this changes for you.
1: For sure. And then I'll just, I'll give my last little one for you, for you to your next one. Um, The attraction photo downloads will now or will soon be included with Disney Genie Plus services. So you pay for the Genie Plus services, you will actually get to get your attraction photo like for free. You won't have to worry about doing the, um, memory maker or whatever I'm, for that so i thought that was a nice I'm, little i'm, I'm kind of curious
0: about that so you yeah. don't get all your photo pass photos right so
1: i'm assuming it's still, just the ones that you're like well i guess if you're paying for genie plus for the day then you get them all for that day right
0: yeah and that's what's one th- one of the things that's nice about genie plus is you get to go park hopping with it so yeah. you pay for genie plus once you use it at every park that you go to so all of your attraction photos in any of the parks would be included with this but it does not include PhotoPass photos, meaning. photo pass you know, you take a photo down Main Street with a PhotoPass photographer or a character meet-and-greet. That's still separate.
1: That mm-hmm. would still
0: be included with the Memory Maker or PhotoPass downloads and all that stuff. Yeah. This is just specific to attractions. Let's uh, finish this off with two notes about Magic Kingdom. We heard that Tron has its opening date of April 4th, which is a Tuesday. So it's a busy It's going to be busy a big week. week, y'all. We have April Fool's Day, two day- <laughs> in April. Which is my two days later, 90th birthday. Wait, that's who?
1: My grandfather turns 90 that day.
0: Oh, happy uh, yeah. birthday, granddaddy. Uh, two days pa, later. Pa, it's pop pu- pu- I can't do that.
1: Paw. You pa, can say pa, 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 pa- can't
0: do it. Uh, two days later, we get the return of Happily life And then the next day, we get Tron opening.
1: It's almost like, did they just not have a bunch of spring breakers coming yet? And so they're like, we got to make sure we pack it out, y'all.
0: They do that though. I mean, if you think about it, they opened up Cosmic Rewind on Memorial Day weekend. They just yeah, like they, they like to blow true. it up, and yeah, maybe do. not the least in the least literal sense. So, first week of April is leading up to the Easter holiday. So that week and the following week is usually a pretty busy two week period, mm-hmm. which means it's going to be busy. All that really means is my commute to work is just going to be awful. But no one cares about <laughs> that. So because um, you don't work t- anyway, but it's fine. Well, stop that. Um, <laughs> I just happen to be on vacation next week. So uh, that's Tuesday, April 4th. Disney did say that there would be previews for cast, annual pass holders, and Disney Vacation Club members, but no dates announced yet. Disney has not specifically said that it would be using a virtual queue for that attraction, but I can't imagine it's going to go any other way Mm -hmm. than using a virtual queue. Because if they did it with Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, they're going to do a virtual queue for Tron.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, they've done it for everything else. Guardians. It's a bigger um, ride though, so that makes yeah. sense.
0: But I mean, like if if they did it for Remy, right, then right. like then that They're if that's the bar, that's definitely yeah. above. But um, and I also assume they'll be doing the
1: the, the seven a.m. and the one p.m. Hopefully for that. Yeah, least. I
0: would assume so. Right? I mean that that seems to. be Why working. would you go back on that anyway? I assume that they'll also be at some point an individual lightning lane for it. And right now, each park only has one. So I'm curious if that means Seven Dwarfs Mine Train will come off of that you know, um, individual lightning lane and go on to the regular Genie Plus list. Interesting. So we'll, we'll have to keep our eyes on that. And from the official Disney Parks blog post, here's a little quote. And I just thought I would share it. It gives a little bit more about what the attraction's about. When you enter the queue at Magic Kingdom, you'll feel as if you're digitized and transported to the grid for a special light cycle race. It's your team blue Against the grid's menacing programs, Team Orange, mm. your goal is to be the first to race through eight energy gates and secure victory. The attraction will be one of the fastest coasters at any Disney theme park in the Ooh. world.
1: Ooh. In the world. Which is interesting echo, because echo, this echo, echo.
0: attraction also exists at another Disney theme park in right. the world. Right. So it does say one of the fastest. So okay. maybe it's as fast as the Shanghai Disneyland one. Who knows? One can hope. Yes. Okay. One last thing about Magic Kingdom. And this is recent. This was just within the last forty-eight hours. Mm. Pete's silly shy. Blah, blah, blah. Pete's silly sideshow is back in Storybook Circus. I think just recently someone asked me where there's a good place to meet Donald. And I was like, Well, gonna go to a character been dining been experience there. or maybe yeah. Mexico. Um, but now since it's back you can meet goofy donald daisy and minnie in the air conditioning which right now is not necessary because it's been pretty cold but generally the other the other 11 months out of the year it is great and on a personal side note
1: um,
0: we were there in march of 2020 it was march 14th it was a saturday the parks closed maybe three two three days at two or three days later and we remember we meaning nicole and i mm. we remember telling the characters to enjoy their time off i remember like giving yeah. goofy and and i think donald a big hug and we're like enjoy your vacation like wink yeah. wink because we all know we thought it was only gonna be two weeks and it hasn't opened since so we're coming up yeah. on which was just under three years that that location was closed but it is back officially good deal yes because otherwise if you wanted to meet donald goofy or daisy you had to pretty much go right. to a well i mean some of the other parks had it but a magic kingdom you had to do character dining yeah now we'll go back in time for some disney history brought to you as always in partnership with the mouselets who are here this week as we learned when we talked about it on our episode last week staying at wilderness yeah. lodge and doing all kinds of things so make sure you're
1: Follow watching out for them
0: as well all right what history do you got
1: All right. I had two, and I'm going to pick one of them. Um, We're going to go all the way back to 2010. Mm. This is when 11-year-old Adam Carr of Tampa, Florida, was announced the winner of the Walt Disney Company's Mission Patch Design Challenge. This was a contest, which was a partnership between NASA and Disney. Um, They invited elementary school students to design an emblem for the 12-inch Buzz Lightyear's 468-day stay aboard the orbiting International Space Station in 2008. Uh, his blue and yellow design featured a hand-drawn and colored depiction of the cartoon character soaring forward from the space station as the trail from the STS-124 and STS-128 orbiters that took him to and from spacecraft uh, space create the Patch's border. Adam mm. went, won a three-day, two-night vacation at Walt Disney World Resort, as well as a special tour of NASA, NASA's Kennedy Space Station in Cape Canaveral. His design um, was also made into a patch and flown into space. So I thought that was cool wow. that they did that. Yeah. Um, and that was this week back in 2010. So, wow. Adam Carr, where are you now? <laughs> where are you at? Where are you now?
0: Um, I'll take us back to 2011. So, 12 years ago, the Disney Dream is officially christened at Port Canaveral, Florida. The special ceremony included a helicopter lifting a 16 foot champagne bottle. Across the bow of the new ship, and a performance by Jennifer Hudson, A.K.A. J. Hud. Three thousand people were there to witness the ceremony in person, and of course, it was it was broadcast over the internet. And a side note: the pass the Disney Dream is a four thousand passenger vessel that sailed its maiden voyage out of Port Canaveral on January twenty sixth of that year, but. It's not a randomly chosen boat because that's the ship I'll be on when I do my cruise next month. Yeah. And I'm super excited about it.
1: Me too. I'm excited for you. Thank you. (laughs) How nice of you. Oh man! All right. Before we have a quote to wrap it up, if you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave us a review on iTunes so others can locate us easier on their platform of choice in the world of Disney podcast. You can follow along with us as well on Instagram or TikTok at that Park Life Podcast. If you want to leave us a question, you can do that on our Instagram highlight. It's Ask Beth and Greg. You can go there to lead you to. Where you can leave us a question. And if you want to follow along on our personal Instagram accounts, I am at The Real Beth McDonald.
0: And I am at The Disney Greg.
1: Yes. And it is, as always, if you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment, or just simply share some Disney magic, we have magic grams that are free for you, free for everyone else. You can head over to our website for all of those things, which is thatparklifepodcast.com. Lastly, if you want to join our lovely gang of Disney nerds, you can head, head over to patreon.com thatparklife to get our bonus episodes where we dive a little bit deeper into our lives, sometimes give some Disney secrets away. And um, yeah, when we do have some ad reads, you can get our regular episodes over there ad free. Mm. All right, Greg, take That's, it away.
0: I've got a, a more unique quote today because it's from Kermit the Frog. But it wasn't from a Muppets movie or Mm -hmm. the Muppet Vision 3D attraction. It's from Kermit's official Twitter account. So at Kermit official on Twitter once said, quote, just because you haven't found your talent yet doesn't mean you don't have one. Mm. So keep searching, find out what you're good at and make it your life's passion. Okay. Until two weeks from now, everybody, as I decide to abandon everyone to go to Disneyland, we'll see you soon.
1: Follow along on the Instagram yes. and we will talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye everyone. All right, bye, bye.